It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Welcome back to the, uh, you know, to the to the show that we're doing right now. Following the local teams, breaking down the biggest games with in-depth analysis and team interviews. There's going to be much higher expectations, sense of awareness of what uh, we bring to the table. Join the show by calling into 435-752-1069 or text 435-339-0321. It's the Full Court Press. Oh, and yes! Touchdown! Did he get it? Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome on in to another edition of the Full Court Press. 435-339-0321 if you want to chime in today. Uh, college football definitely on the brain. We had games last night. I believe there are a few games on the schedule this evening. Uh, we'll go through that. Uh, certainly Mountain West Conference got involved last night. They've got uh, a bunch of games tomorrow. Uh, but uh, it's the start. Really, I know week zero is really the start. Uh, and it, that is the beginning of college football. There were five Mountain West Conference teams involved, but um, everybody's going this weekend. And a number of games in action in college football. Uh, William and Mary at Charlotte right now. Ooh, boy. Fire up ESPN3 for that doozy. Uh, Western Michigan's at number 15, Michigan State, kicking off here soon on ESPN2. Um, uh, on ESPNU, it's Virginia Tech at Old Dominion. Um, and uh, you know, Temple at Duke. Tennessee Tech is at Kansas. Illinois at Indiana, that's on the FS1. And at 8 o'clock tonight, this, this could be interesting, TCU at Colorado. Uh, 8 o'clock tonight on ESPN. So you got a couple of options for college football. If you're not going to a high school football game, there are a number of college football options for you. Uh, uh, last night in the Mountain West, San Jose State you know, really kind of struggled to get past Portland, um, Portland State. Uh, and then Fresno State just ran over Cal Poly. So uh, Mountain West you know, got some wins last night as a conference. A lot of schools in action tomorrow. Uh, that uh, more of a rundown and, and a preview of the opening weekend uh, coming up a little bit later on in this hour. We'll have this week in the Mountain West making its return to the full court press. Uh, Long time uh, partner with the Mountain West Conference uh, airing these programs. A 30 minute show on Friday afternoons here on the full court press to preview uh, the weekend coming up uh, with also opportunities to recap what happened the, the week previous with interviews with coaches and sometimes with players. And it could be, it's always kind of interesting. I, I give the Mountain West credit for the, uh, the attention that they give to it and, and provide a good product uh, for us to share with you as uh, give us an overall rundown of what's going on throughout the Mountain West conference. Uh, the other big news today, college football playoff expanding to 12 teams by 2026, there is a chance it could be uh, happening as early as 2024. Um, and uh, the way that will work, it will be the top six conference champions. And then it will be uh, six at-large teams. Uh, the, the top rated teams will get uh, first round by. And um, so there are you know opportunities to not play too many games. Uh, keep it within the same time window and to integrate existing venues 
that have been hosting big-time bowl games. So uh, it's going to equal a lot of money. Uh, I don't know that it's going to really change outcomes too much, but it provides more access, more opportunity, and really come back in and come into line with how every other sport determines its champion. So I applaud the move. It's been a long time in the making. Uh, the uh, the uh, model that they've adopted is one that Craig Thompson, commissioner of the Mountain West Conference, had a hand in uh, uh, crafting a year ago, June. And it looked like they were going to adopt it, but there were some ego and hurt feelings over the Oklahoma and Texas moves that were happening at that time. And so uh, it, it got kiboshed until, you know, the, there's been more dust that's been kicked up with other conference movement. So finally, the powers that be are like, look, this is just this is happening. There's movement that's going to happen. There's movement that has happened. There's more movement that will happen. But uh, let, let's get this college football playoff figured out because there's too much money left on the table for us to not do this. So that's ultimately what drove it uh, is, uh, is the financial aspect of it. Not that uh, anybody's concerned anymore about having football being played in, in January uh, or a second week of January, for that matter. Uh, one of the other things that uh, kind of flew under the radar, but I actually think is quite a big deal, and that is that the uh, NCAA Division I Board of Directors has voted to approve certain transfer windows. It's been kind of wide open when you can declare that you want to transfer out of your uh, your current your, uh, program that you're committed to. And I use committed kind of lightly. But uh, there are now three different windows. So there's one each for fall sports, winter sports, and spring sports. So for college football players specifically, there's a 45-day window that opens the day after the college football playoff field is announced. So uh, college football playoff is announced at the end of the regular season. Uh, you've got the conference championships. They announced the college football playoff teams that will be participating, and boom, the next day uh, is when that transfer window opens. Not before, but after that point. Uh, so it'll be open for 45 days, and then there'll be another window that'll open from May 1st to May 15th. And I like this, too, because after recruitments have happened, after guys have arrived on campus, you're starting to go, you've gone through your spring ball. Now coaches have a better idea of what they have and maybe what they thought they had but don't have, um, and players start to have a better understanding of their pecking order in the future of the program, then they can enter a transfer portal window from May 1st to May 15th. The reason why I like these set dates, and there are other windows for other sports too, I'll get through those in a minute, but we, we've seen that the, 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 the end of the college football season becomes such a circus because coaches are getting fired. They're trying to poach coaches from other programs. There's an early signing period. There's transfers that are happening. It just, December becomes so absurd. Now, this this uh, transfer window will be happening in December, but at least it doesn't happen before then. So it's trying to rein this in a little bit 
uh, of just, okay, if you're going to leave, fine, but you can't really announce it officially or, or go into the portal until this period of time. Uh, and then I think it, it, it makes it a lot easier for programs to understand who's going, who's sticking around, and then they'll have time after the fact to see who's, who's available if they need to fill holes rather than you know, going through months and months uh, of uh, trying to figure that out and with players coming and going. So I like that it's a little bit firmed up there uh, for college football. For, for basketball, so basketball players, other winter sport athletes, there's going to be a 60-day window beginning the day after championship selections are made in their respective sports. Uh, spring sport athletes still have a window from December 1st through the 15th, and then a 45-day window that begins the day after championship selections are made in their sports. Also, here's the other thing. Athletes who transfer will now be guaranteed financial aid at their new school through graduation. So, and it's uh, all these rules go into effect immediately. That's the other thing that I really like about this, that if you're going to transfer... Uh, that you do get uh, your guaranteed financial aid at that new school destination. So some interesting moves there that hopefully improve some things with uh, players, just you know, a lot of player movement that, that happens over the course of the year. Try to keep it a little bit more defined uh, to a certain period of time so that uh, things can be handled and, and managed a lot cleaner for college sports. So... Uh, I, I like that move. I don't know if you do, if you think that really matters, but uh, I, hopefully that helps clean things up for uh, the player movement that's been just really, really getting out of hand. And uh, we'll, we'll see how that rolls out uh, for for college football and uh, basketball and uh, several of these other sports. Uh, speaking of college football, just a reminder, Utah State uh, at number one, Alabama. Big, tall order for the Aggies. Alabama's a 41-and-a-half-point favorite in this one. Um, in fact, I'm just checking real quick to see if that line has moved at all uh, just in the day before kickoff here for Utah State at Alabama. Um, and, nope, it's still 41-and-a-half. Uh, some other games of note um, tomorrow besides the Mountain West games, and we'll hear from that uh, that rundown a little bit later on here in the program but uh, number five, Notre Dame, but number two, Ohio State. What a way to kick off college football. 5.30 on ABC, Ohio State favored by 16 points. Seems like a lot. Two top five teams playing each other, and the home team has spotted 16 points? Is there that big of a gap between number two and number five? We'll find out Saturday afternoon on ABC. There will be a game on Monday on Labor Day, number four, Clemson. At Georgia Tech, um, so a couple of interesting games on the college football schedule. Uh, some other teams from around here in action. Uh, number twenty-five BYU. They're at South Florida. Two o'clock kickoff on ESPNU. Uh, for those who want to tune in, there uh, BYU is favored by eleven and a half in that matchup. And probably the the more intriguing matchup is number seven Utah at Florida. Uh, that'll be 5 o'clock on ESPN. So, you know, we're going to be bouncing back and forth between that one uh, during the commercial breaks for Utah State. But um, Utah's favored 
by two and a half. A number seven team versus an unranked team. And the Utes are only given two and a half points. That surprises me a little bit. A uh, little surprised there. Uh, another matchup between top 25 opponents, which will actually be happening earlier in the day. Number 23, Cincinnati at number 19, Arkansas. Cincinnati uh, trying to make a case uh, to be the, the top G5 program this year, trying to get back into the college football playoff uh, before they leave to become uh, a member of the uh, college football elite. But um, yeah, you've got also number 11, Oregon, at number three, Georgia. Georgia favored by 16.5. That'll be at 130 on ABC. So there's some interesting uh, top 25 matchups going on this weekend throughout college football. Uh, for the Aggies, though, I mean, that's a, that's a tall order, right? I mean, we've been talking a lot about it. But this, uh, this statement from Blake Anderson, I think, really sums up What's going on this weekend for Utah State? We're going to go play maybe the best team on the planet. They look, there's just no weaknesses. There just aren't. Uh, huge challenge for our guys. We've got to focus on us, focus on getting better. We cannot focus on Alabama this week, or we'll, we'll go in starry-eyed and look up, and, and it'll be halftime, and the game will be, be over. Yeah, that, uh, that game could get out of control quickly. Uh, just reading something actually earlier today. Alabama is expected to be a double-digit favorite in every game they play this year. And some people saying this could be the best Alabama team in the last 20 years. That's saying something. <laughs> That's a program that has multiple championships under their belt. So, uh, but Blake's right. You know, Coach Anderson's right. Um, Utah State can't get caught up in all of that. All-Americans, Heisman Trophy winners. I mean, there's going to be a number of guys on that team who will have national awards next to their name after the end of the season and will be drafted early in the NFL uh, next April. But it's all about you know, doing what Utah State can do to run their stuff. You know, be, be Utah State. Try to do what they can to, to be who they are. Uh, I look, I gave my prediction yesterday. I think they'll they'll beat that spread. I think they'll keep it closer than forty one and a half. That's not very respectful of a Utah State football team with a lot coming back and a lot going for them. Um, so uh, we'll see. Though I, I it's uh, kind of unknown with this Alabama team with some uh, some youth at a lot of different places. The, uh, a lot of unknowns with their tight end. Uh, with some wide receivers. How does that running back room develop? But uh, this is about Utah State just doing what they can to try to get some rhythm themselves um, and uh, you know, just come out of that without major injuries. Um, so <laughs> I think it'll still be fun, right, to go there and play in on, on a national stage like that, even though it's not a national broadcast. I mean, it'll be on SEC Network, but it's not as widely adopted as ABC, CBS, ESPN. But it, it's a great opportunity to get in front of a lot of people. And for a weekend, Utah State will be a part of the highlights. Hopefully they're not getting embarrassed. Hopefully there will be some, some great plays there that will turn some heads because this team has guys that can do that. This Utah State team has guys who can make plays, guys who have played on big stages. 
and have played well. And uh, I don't think that we really saw what this team was about last Saturday. I think they held some things back. So how much will they unveil on Saturday or how much do they still keep conservative close to the chest because of the circumstances and start to open things up in a few weeks down the road when they get into conference play with UNLV? 435-339-0321. If you want to weigh in on any last predictions or thoughts about Utah State uh, going to Alabama uh, to take on the Crimson Tide. I'm going to take a quick time out here on the Full Court Press. When we come back, uh, just some additional thoughts about the Donovan Mitchell deal. Uh, as other people are weighing in on this trade, it seems to be that Cleveland is getting a lot more hype for this trade than what Minnesota did when they got a multi-time all-star and an elite player at his position. Why is Cleveland getting more hype and publicity for their move than what Minnesota did for theirs? We'll discuss that coming up next on the Full Court Press after this quick timeout in about uh, three and a half minutes. But first, Grantham Mobile Automotive will come to you wherever you're at, and it's still hot, and it's going to be hot next week. So if your AC just went out in your car, you need to get it fixed because it's going to be a couple of weeks where you're still going to need it. So give Grantham Mobile Automotive. He knows how to get it recharged and running again. Uh, Call him at 435-229-4345. 435-229-4345. Boys and Girls Club of Northern Utah invites you to form a team and play in their second annual scramble for the Structured Golf Tournament. It's set for October 3rd, 10 a.m. at the Logan Golf and Country Club. The $1,000 foursome fee includes golf, cart, and prime rib lunch after. All proceeds go towards creating a new Boys and Girls Club structure in Cache County. Contact the club in Brigham City or call Jenny Schultz at 435-723-6224. That's the Boys and Girls Club scramble for the Structured Golf Tournament, October 3rd. DD Auto and Salvage is going to pay you the most for junk vehicles. You can get rid of your junk vehicles today. DD Auto and Salvage makes it so easy and fast to get rid of your junker vehicles by paying you the most money possible. Pickup is available. If you have metal, DD Auto and Salvage and Logan wants to pay you today. Call 787 1204. That's 787 1204. Today. See store for details. For your next anniversary, give her the gift of diamonds from S.C. Needham Jewelers. Diamond jewelry makes a woman feel cherished. She'll also be impressed with your fine taste. Choose from an extensive selection of diamond earrings, diamond pendants, diamond bands, and diamond bracelets. You can expect the best price every day of the year. No need to negotiate because we offer our best price up front with our exclusive Integrity Price Guarantee. S.C. Needham's is known for quality jewelry for more than a century. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7. S.C. Needham Jewelers, middle of the block, at the sign of the clock. Elements has delicious lunch specials, two for $30, or the new soup, salad, and bread special for just $10 is tasty and quick. Elements lunch menu is full of scrumptious items prepared with a personal touch. Wood-fired pizzas are an excellent choice that include barbecue chicken and the bee's knees. The fresh-battered halibut fish and chips with seasoned fries is always a hit. And don't forget the fan-favorite Munster Burger. Casual or professional, open Monday through Thursday, 11.30 to 8 p.m., and Friday and Saturday, 11.30 to 9 p.m., visit the Elements. Elementsrestaurant.com for reservations today. 
Cache Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat, the Allergy Clinic, and the Hearing Aid Center are now located in Providence and Cache Valley's newest and most up-to-date medical clinic located at 2245 North 400 East in North Logan, just south of Cache Valley Hospital. The entire staff and Dr. Benyon, Blotter, and Robinette look forward to helping you and your family at this state-of-the-art medical facility. Cache Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat is now located in Providence and their new office at 2245 North 400 East in North Logan. Go to CacheValleyENT.com for details. Most insurance products, including SelectMed, are accepted. I'm Matt Neverett. This week in the Mountain West, we'll preview the 2022 season in both the Mountain and West divisions. Can Utah State repeat, or will Boise State bounce back? Can Air Force run their way to the title? Who will survive the gauntlet that is the West Division, and who could surprise us this season in 2022? It's all this week here on the Mountain West Radio Network. Friday afternoon during the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Mountain West Motor invites you in helping them drive change in our community. Each month, Mountain West Motor will select a local nonprofit or a cause to donate funds to, and we can all drive change by helping those in need. Visit Mountain West Motor and explore your next adventure with a newly customized truck or SUV. Visit MWMotor.com or stop by at 615 North Main in Logan. So, uh, Certainly, there's a lot of us still kind of uh, reacting and uh, kind of figuring out what happened with uh, the Utah Jazz and Donovan Mitchell. It seemed like it was a foregone conclusion for months now that that Donovan would be moved. Uh, I, I was holding out a sliver of hope that the Jazz had a pretty steep price for Donovan, and if it wouldn't be met, then they were content to bring him back. But uh, certainly that has not been the case. They have they got a good good return from him, but there seems to be a lot more positive reaction about Cleveland in their move here, acquiring a former Jazz All Star, than what Minnesota did when they acquired a former Jazz All Star. So why why is Cleveland getting more hype? than Minnesota. Is it that there's just not that much hype for Rudy Gobert because of his personality and his playing style, the position that he plays? He's an elite player. Donovan Mitchell was never an all-NBA guy. He never won an individual award. Rudy Gobert did. But Rudy Gobert can't put a team on his back and you know, play exciting basketball at the same level that Donovan Mitchell can. Um, so it is interesting. Uh, Cleveland was a team that made the playoffs last year. Uh, you know, Minnesota did too, but they were you know, not as, uh, as exciting. It was a long drought. It's been a drought for both teams, to be honest. But last year... Uh, um, Cleveland was involved in the play-in game. So was Minnesota. Really similar records. Cleveland was 44 and 38, Minnesota 46 and 36. But it just seems like Cleveland has a little bit more going for them. 
I think Cleveland will be the the, the better team of between the two of them. Uh, five three three eight weighing in. Yahoo Sports projects the Jazz to be the second worst team in the league next year. Only two years after they had the best regular season record. I wonder what Z Dog has to say about that. I'm sure Z Dog is is uh, pretty sad right now, uh, waiting for his next uh, cool rap to drop. Uh, one five seven zero. I could actually see Donovan messing up some chemistry with Cleveland. Donovan is a high volume scorer, going to take a lot of possessions away from the other guys. Uh, yes, he is. Colin Sexton was kind of a high-volume guy, too, but he didn't play a lot last year, and that may be part of the reason why they came together and had the year that they had. Um, so, But that's a, certainly a question uh, that uh, will have to be addressed in how that gets uh, worked out in that, uh, in that locker room. But I think that his style complements the other guys who are there, not necessarily competing with who's there and what they're trying to do. Um, just a quick note here. I uh, wanted to get this reaction. Um, this is from, um, well, there's a couple here. I, I got to keep an eye on the clock here. I don't have a lot of time. But this was uh, Dave McMenamin, that the Jazz likely are not done. There could be more trades in the works. Quite frankly, I think we're going to see more. You know, what does a Jazz team right now need in veterans in Jordan Clarkson or Bogdan Bogdanovich. Like, there are more draft picks out there to be acquired. I'm talking to you from Los Angeles. The Lakers still have work left to be done. And if they're not going to get Kyrie Irving, because that door has been shut now for a couple weeks, you know, Utah and Indiana become their top targets in order to improve their team. And if Utah now has already pulled down the foundation and all you have is some, some really nice window dressings and guys like, Clarkson and Nabogi, you move them as well. And so I think you could see even more action uh, coming out of the Danny Ainge front office in the country. Yeah, jazz are open for business. Everything's for sale. <laughs> this week of the Mountain Wax is coming up next. Hey, it's Garrett Grantham with Grantham Mobile Automotive. Just like a plumber, just like an electrician, I come to your home. I am a master ASE technician, licensed, insured, and ready to come to you for your car repair needs. Right now, it is hot outside. From air conditioners to transmissions, I can take care of you. Give me a call, and I will come to you to get your car's AC running cold in no time. 435-229-4345. That's 435-229-4345. Are you a small business owner? Who's your bank? This is Bruce Rigby. I want to invite you to bank with us at Cash Valley Bank. We specialize in helping small business, and we have great people. That's the Cash Valley Bank difference. Decisions made locally, without all the red tape, by people who care and know how to help small business. Cash Valley Bank, growing, expanding, and proud to have our roots firmly planted in Cash Valley. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC. We would like to welcome Prodigy Brewing to the heart of Logan. Cash Valley's first and only brew pub with family-friendly dining. With an upscale twist on classic brew pub fare and ingredients sourced as local as possible, they are thrilled to be part of the heart of Cash Valley. Bring the family and try their wood-fired pizza or their mouth-watering signature burger. Located on beautiful Center Street, open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Pizza, burgers, and brews. Mmm, tasty.
I'm here with Mark Anderson from Anderson Seed and Garden. Mark, can you tell us a little about your experience with ChemDry of Northern Utah? You know, our carpets get really dirty at Anderson Seed and Garden, and we clean every January. Our timing is, is kind of difficult. I called Daryl, and he was amazing to work around our schedule. They came in and cleaned our carpets. They looked like brand new when they were all done, and uh, they've just been amazing to work with. ChemDry of Northern Utah, Seven five two six one hundred. This is the herd. Attention listeners. With Colin Cowherd. I think Jimmy Garoppolo has now become the most underrated player in the NFL by a mile. Colin, he can't stay healthy. So let's attack that narrative. He played 15 of 17 games this year. 15 of 17. Plus three playoff games. This is The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Wow. Weekdays from 10 to 1 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Your station for Colin Cowherd. Weekdays from 10 to 1. Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Drags the tackler into the end zone. He catches it in stride and scores. This is This Week in the Mountain West. He walks into the end zone. Touchdown, Mountain West Conference champions. Hi, this is Craig Thompson, commissioner of the Mountain West, and you are listening to This Week in the Mountain West. On the Mountain West Radio Network. Hello and welcome into the week one edition of the 2022 season of This Week in the Mountain West. I'm your host, Matt Neverett. The 2022 season is already underway with five Mountain West teams in action last Saturday in week zero. If you missed any of the action, let's get you caught up quickly. The conference went three and two in five non-conference games, highlighted by wins for UNLV, Nevada, and defending Mountain West champion Utah State Aggies. UNLV was a 52-21 winner over FCS for Idaho State at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas as sophomore Doug Broomfield threw for 365 yards and four touchdowns in the win to wrap up Mountain West Offensive Player of the Week honors for Week 0. Nevada got a combined 170 yards and two touchdowns on the ground from Toa Tawa and Devontae Lee, and the Wolfpack defense forced five turnovers in a 23-12 win at New Mexico State, so Ken Wilson wins his head coaching debut at Nevada. Plus, Utah State got off to a strong start with a 30 32-20 home win over UConn as Logan Bonner threw for 281 yards and three scores. Wyoming fell 38-6 at Illinois despite the Cowboys piling up 182 yards on the ground, and Hawaii was unable to secure a victory in Timmy Chang's inaugural game as head coach of the Rainbow Warriors, falling 63-10 at home to Vanderbilt. Week 1 opens Thursday night with Fresno State and San Jose State each in action in non-conference contests, followed by nine games on Saturday. Looking back on the 2021 season in the Mountain West, it was Utah State shocking the league, going from a fifth-place predicted finish in the Mountain Division in the preseason poll to a conference championship in Blake Anderson's first season in Logan. The Aggies blew out the favored West Division champ San Diego State 46-13 on the road in the Mountain West championship game and then beat Oregon State 24-13 in the L.A. Bowl to give Utah State two wins over the Pac-12 for the season and an 11-3 overall record. So with that, let's dive into our 2022 season preview, starting with the Mountain Division first, followed by the West Division. We'll present these team capsules in the predicted order of finish within the divisions, as voted on by the media covering the conference. All audio clips were collected during Mountain West football media days at Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas back on July 20th and 21st. And a quick reminder, this upcoming 2022 season is the last season of the two-division format in the Mountain West. Starting next year, the two teams with the highest conference winning percentage will compete in the championship game but right now it's time for the 2022 season and pick to finish atop the mountain division as usual it's Boise State 
By their own lofty standards, it was a down year at Boise State in 2021. The Broncos only won seven games in Andy Avalos' first year for a third-place finish in the Mountain Division. Boise State was just fifth in scoring offense in the conference last year at 29.2 points per game. That's the program's lowest mark since 1997. And the Broncos were only seventh in total offense in the Mountain West last year at 381 yards a game. Andy Avalos spoke at Media Day where his offense will find the spark here in the 2022 season, and it starts with fourth-year starting quarterback Hank Bachmeyer. At the end of the day, it's a physical game, so it always starts up front with the offensive line, the consistency of uh, you know, the chemistry that we developed there and how those guys play together both in the, in the run game and in the pass game and, and then the guy driving the bus. You know, and We're very confident about Hank's development over the course of the offseason. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we lose uh, a lot of production in Shaq at wide receiver, and, and so it doesn't have to be one guy that fills those shoes, but uh, Hank has multiple guys. We feel good about the depth that you know he can spread the ball around the field and um, you know, but again, it starts with all with the run game and, and our offensive line and how we've been able to recruit and develop guys to create some depth. While the offense was down, plenty of good news on the defensive side of the ball with nine returning starters from the number one scoring defense in the Mountain West a year ago. In fact, the Broncos had more interceptions, 13, than passing touchdowns, 12, allowed last year. Up next, it's Air Force. The Falcons finished second in the mountain a year ago and are picked to finish in that same spot here in 2022. A big reason, the number of upperclassmen and returning starters for Troy Calhoun's group. Eight returning starters on offense, led by senior quarterback Hazeek Daniels, fullback Brad Roberts, and a largely experienced offensive line that anchored the top rushing offense in the nation last season. Defensively, Air Force was fourth nationally in total defense and 16th in scoring defense last season, and they bring back at least seven starters. Still ever the pragmatist, Calhoun is pre patients. We're starting from scratch, and I say that from the standpoint. We had 29 seniors last year. Each one has a degree from the Air Force Academy. Uh, and, and the guys that we do have back, we haven't worked with them yet. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had a bunch of major surgeries. Uh, Brad Roberts with a knee, Hazik Daniels with a knee, uh, Kyle Patterson with a knee, Vince Sanford with a shoulder. So we haven't had a single we, – they, they weren't involved with any spring activities uh, they still aren't where they're able to completely even work out. And so I think as we head into this year, I mean, one of the things we got to be, we, we just, we got to be patient here for a couple of months. And uh, if this was the NFL, you'd say, all right, get us to, you know, mid-November. And if we're five and three or we're six and four, let's go make a little bit of a late run and maybe you get in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh we don't have wild cards in college football, so somehow we got to make this. we got to expedite it, and hopefully it happens a little bit sooner. The Falcons open with Northern Iowa Saturday at Falcon Stadium. Moving on. Utah State. The defending conference champs are picked to finish third in the Mountain Division in the preseason media poll, and the voters did not put a single Aggie on the preseason all-conference team. And believe me, Blake Anderson noticed. You know, I don't know if there's a chip to, to prove anything about last year. I mean, we went out and proved it. We went out and did it. To me, it's what this group is capable of. And and are we going to stay relevant every year? Or are we going to pick up the standard uh, and the the torch and say, all right, new bodies uh, in a lot of different places, uh, we're going to go out we're going to get it done as well. But a chip, I I don't know. Now, when you look at the fact that, you know, nobody really picks us to win it. uh, When you look at preseason, all-conference and this and that, and we got virtually no players on any of them, I think that's where – the lack of maybe respect falls on on our shoulders. Like you're only going to get the respect that you earn, and, and you got to earn it every day. So I think that's probably more of it than 
feeling like we have to prove. Man, we went out and did it. We, we did the work last year. We won it. We raised the trophy. That's that's not changing, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter. When, when We just got to focus on what this group's capable of. But I do think there is a sense to some degree that people just don't really believe in us, and, and that's fine with us. We kind of tend to do well in that environment. Being overlooked worked in 2021, and it's worked so far with a two-score win over UConn in their opener. But now it gets real for the Aggies. They'll visit top-ranked Alabama Saturday in Tuscaloosa. And now for our first coaching change here in 2022. Colorado State. Jay Norvell was the first sitting head coach in the Mountain West to move from one school to another within the conference when he took a job at Colorado State. In fact, Norvell and Nevada beat Colorado State 52-10 in the regular season finale in Fort Collins, but 10 days later, Norvell accepted the job at Colorado State. At Media Day, Norvell talked about what he found so attractive about the opportunity to replace Steve Adazio at Colorado State. I mean, I think Colorado State had the qualities of a program that you'd want to coach for, uh, Great support, um, great facilities, community support, and I think a hungry fan base. Um, and you know, for me, I grew up. I grew up in Madison, Wisconsin, uh, watching Big Ten football all my life. You know, I always wanted to be a head coach in a place uh, where people, where you could recruit number one, and where people cared about the team. And so, uh, after talking to Joe Parker, I was so impressed with him. Uh, excited about the hunger of the fan base and just felt like it was a place where we could grow and bring our program and have a lot of success. Success in year one will depend on a large contingent of new players from the transfer portal, including freshman quarterback Clay Millen, who followed Norvell from Nevada to run the air raid offense at Colorado State. Yeah, I mean, we expect Clay to come in and make plays. Uh, uh, He's a really bright kid. He understands the game of football. Uh, and understanding situational football. Uh, and I'm just excited to get him going. I mean, uh, he's a talented player, and he's going to have a learning experience that he goes through. But that's part of getting good, too. And so, uh, I mean, I look at that as an opportunity for the kid. You know, would we love to have some more veteran players? Yeah. But we have a good player that we like that knows what we want. And I think that's a good place to start for us. CSU with a tough road test in week one at eighth-ranked Michigan. So CSU picked fourth in the Mountain Division. And in fifth place, it's their arch rivals. Wyoming. Wyoming will run the football as the Pokes finished 20th in the country a year ago, piling up 212 yards a game. Their issue has been in the passing game, where the Cowboys were ranked 117th nationally last season, throwing for a meager 163 yards per contest. Wyoming head coach Craig Bull talked in media day about what it will take to revive Wyoming's air game. Well, it's got to get better, and uh, some of it is, is I use the term re-engineer. Uh, that does not mean it's uh, revamping everything. It's reengineering and refining it. And, and, to, and to get those numbers up, first of all, you, we need to be more accurate with where we're taking the ball, when we're taking it, why we're taking it, and then whom we're throwing the ball to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think uh, uh, Coach Polisek, our offensive coordinator, I mean, is working really hard. Uh, we know that we've got to stay on the field more. Some of that comes into we're always going to be a run-first football team, but to do that, to supplement our offense, we've got to be able to throw the ball better. And uh, so we worked hard in the spring. Guys have spent a lot of times this summer. Um, you know, I'm excited and optimistic about where we'll be with the passing game, Nate. 
Well, the results from Week 0 certainly leave room for improvement. New starter Andrew Peasley finished 5 of 20 through the year for only 30 yards in the loss at Illinois. However, a bright spot for the Wyoming defense, linebacker Easton Gibbs led the way with nine tackles, the latest in a line of excellent Wyoming linebackers, including Logan Wilson and Chad Muma. And finally in the Mountain Division, it's... New Mexico. The Lobos finished 3-9 and nine in 2021 with an offense that showed plenty of room for improvement. New Mexico was dead last in the FBS in scoring and total offense. Danny Gonzalez, entering into his third season in Albuquerque, talked at Media Day about how there's nowhere to go but up for the Lobos. It's why we're picked last. I'm okay with that. We'll see what happens in November. Um, you have to have enough talent to be competitive, and we have not had that. Our quarterback's injuries that, that everybody keeps asking me about hasn't been because of running the football and all those things. It's because we can't even protect them enough to, to drop back and pass. So four of the five starters on the offensive line weren't even our program until January. We're bigger, we're faster, we're stronger up front than we've been. So that'll give us a chance to be more competitive. New Mexico certainly has a chance to be competitive on the defensive side of the ball. Four out of five starters in the secondary return in Rocky Long's 3-3-5 defensive set led by three all-Mountain West caliber safeties in Jarek Reed, Tavian Combs, and Ronald Wilson. Well, you can see it statistically. I mean, last year we finished in the top 45 for the first time since 2008. Well, 2008 happens to be the last time we were there. Um, I think I would argue it with anybody. He's the best defensive coordinator and best defensive mind in all of college football. And so I'm blessed and spoiled to have him on our staff. He's a Lobo for life. He's back home. He loves where he's at. Um, and he's a great football coach. And, and those older guys, they're, they're unbelievable recruiters also because they've been doing it so long. They can talk to parents. They can talk to kids. So at 72 years old, uh, he's, he's as, as good as they come and as good as he's ever been. So that's the Mountain Division 1 through 6. Boise State, Air Force, Utah State, Colorado State, Wyoming, and New Mexico. We'll preview the West Division when we return. This is Danny Gonzalez, head coach of the University of New Mexico Lobos. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. Hi, this is Ashley with LSS Insurance. Confused about what Medicare benefits you're eligible for? Need help understanding your Medicare Advantage coverage? It can be confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let us help. Call 752-9493. We have the experience and knowledge to help you feel comfortable and get the most out of Medicare. There's never a cost to work with us. Let us be your advocate. Learn more at lssins.com or call 752-9493. Imagine your wedding day. Elegant, simple, yet stunning, stress-free. It's your day. It's all about you. Whether you're looking for small and simple or have a grander idea, the Riverwoods Conference Center will accommodate your every need. Choose the inside ballroom elegance or outside along the natural decor of the beautiful Logan River. A Riverwoods event planner will work personally with you to make sure your event is exactly how you've envisioned it. The Riverwoods Conference Center, where your happily ever after begins. Google Riverwoods Conference Center or call 750-5151. Back to school means back to massive laundry piles. Get a washer that can handle your busy laundry schedule. Head to Daryl's today for a great deal worth your time. This is Jay from Daryl's Appliance. We have a GE top load laundry pair with a 4.2 cubic foot capacity tub and a 7.2 cubic foot dryer for only $11.07 for the pair. Hurry, stock is limited. See store for details. Daryl's Appliance Service and Sales West on Airport Road. Open until 6 p.m. on weekdays, 5 on Saturday. 
Have you thought about your furnace lately? Of course not. It's hot outside. Now's a great time to start thinking about replacing it or having it serviced for fall and winter. Advanced Heating and Air will help you get some of the industry's best rebates on a new high-efficient York furnace installed in your home. Or one of Advanced Heating and Air's service professionals can service your furnace for the upcoming winter season. Call today, 752-7272, or schedule a free estimate at advancedheating-ac.com. York. Install confidence. Sports Talk Radio 1069 FM 1390 AM. The Fan, your station for local sports. This is Jeff Tedford, head coach of the Fresno State Bulldogs. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. Continuing our preview of the 2022 season in the Mountain West, we're on to the West Division. Picked by the media to win the West, it's the Bulldogs of Fresno State with a familiar face back to lead the way. Fresno State. Jeff Tedford replaces Kalen DeBoer, who replaced Jeff Tedford. You heard that correctly. Well, number one, healthy. You know, it was tough to step down the first time. Uh, but um, after a year of some procedures, completely healthy, just really, you know, missing the game a lot, missing the program, missing the players, missing the coaches, uh, missing the competitiveness. Uh, and it just worked out the right place at the right time um, when the transition happened. And, and uh, so – couldn't be couldn't be more fired up to be back. Tedford now in his first season of his second stint at his alma mater takes over a program that won 10 games last year behind a monster season from quarterback Jake Hayner throwing for over 4,000 yards with 33 touchdowns. Hayner briefly entered the transfer portal but he's back. Yeah I just felt Fresno State was my home and coach Tedford was somebody that I always wanted to play for. He was the guy who I originally came to Fresno State for and he's been a mentor for me growing up. I've known him since I was nine, ten year old kid and he was just somebody who I had a, you know, a really good relationship with. And when he called me and told me he was coming back to Fresno, I was just like, I want to play one more year of college football. I want to do it at Fresno. It's where I made my name and where my family's, you know, basically from. So let's do it. An explosive offense led by Mountain West preseason offensive player of the year in Hayner. Eight returning starters on offense. A defense that finished 20th nationally, allowing only 20 points per game last year. And a head coach that has won two West Division crowns and a Mountain West championship in 2018. You can clearly see that anything short of those lofty achievements will be an underwhelming result for Fresno State in 2022. But to do all of that, they'll have to hold off. San Diego State. The Aztecs are picked to finish second in the West, and they could just as easily win the thing with seven returning players from a defense that was 12th nationally in total defense, 17th in scoring defense, and third at stopping the run in 2021. The secondary could be one of the best in the nation, and the linebacking group is now led by senior Caden McDonald. And maybe best of all, the Aztecs will move into the brand-new $310 million Snapdragon Stadium in Mission Valley with their opener coming up Saturday against Arizona. McDonald himself is looking forward to it. We finally get the home field advantage back in San Diego. And I know that's what our fans are really excited about. I know the football team's excited about that. And me personally, I cannot wait. Uh, we toured the stadium uh, a couple months ago, and it was phenomenal. It's unreal. The stadium is going to be uh, a game-changing atmosphere for sure. McDonald added that his favorite feature of the new stadium is that the Aztecs will run onto the field from the 50-yard line, a unique feature on the West Coast. Dual-threat quarterback Braxton Burmeister has transferred from Virginia Tech. Remember, he also played at Oregon, and he'll be charged with getting the Aztecs' passing game going this year. Up next, it's... San Jose State. Speaking of new quarterbacks, Brent Brennan has brought former Hawaii starter Shevin Cordero to the mainland to replace Nick Starkle. The Spartans are looking to recapture the form of their 2020 championship season, and they're picked to finish third in the West in 2022. At Media Day, Brennan talked about why they wanted Cordero. 
having coached against him and just knowing the kind of challenges he presented us when we played him, um, how competitive he was, how tough he was, all those things, uh, you know, was, it made it a no-brainer for us. And he's been a great addition. He's been there, you know, six months, and uh, he's having a blast. Brennan said that he and his offensive coordinator quickly flew to Hawaii when Cordero entered the transfer portal. They spent a day with him and knew right away that he would be a great fit for leading the Spartans. Defensively, San Jose State features arguably the best tandem of defensive ends in the conference in Cade Hall and Valami Fajeco. My expectation is for him to be a first-team all-conference player I, and for him to return to what he looked like in 2020. Um, you know, he, um, Not a lot of people knew that, but he, but he, was, he did not practice or participate until the Monday of our first game last year. And so he just wasn't quite in shape. His body wasn't quite right. And, and so, um, you know, now that part of it, he's just been training and he's doing awesome. So when you combine that with, you know, Junior Fehoko and we get some guys back from injury that had – that got hurt during the season in the, in the interior defensive line, Jake Akiva and Lando Gray. And, and so that part that, – and Noah Wright, that can be a pretty exciting defensive line. Look out for the Spartans as a big-time bounce-back candidate in 2022. Time for another new head coach in the Mountain West. It's Nevada. Longtime Nevada assistant Ken Wilson replaces Jay Norvell as the head man in Reno for 2022. Wilson spent 19 seasons at Nevada over two stints and was most recently the co-defensive coordinator at Oregon. Wilson is perhaps most excited about his super senior Dom Peterson, already top 10 in Mountain West history in sacks and tackles for loss. Yeah, we got a bunch of young guys outside of Dom. As Dom's as disruptive a defensive lineman as you're going to find anywhere in the country. I just came from Oregon. He would have been playing for us up there. He's very disruptive. He's very powerful. He could play all four of our downline positions at different times. And around him, we've got Chris Love, who's coming back, who had a really good spring and summer with us. He's got a, a powerful kid, could be an inside guy. We've got some edge guys that we think, uh, you know, that we brought in from the outside, Marcel Walker, some uh, some young guys there that uh, – we think we can generate some rush with our linebackers. Our scheme uh, bounces in and out of some different fronts to give us some edge guys, some linebackers in the pass rush. So we're going to mix it up and try to get a lot of guys involved in that pass rush. Peterson already forced a fumble in the Week 0 win in New Mexico State. As for the offensive side of the ball, the air raid is out and the pass read option is in at Nevada. Senior tailback Toa Tawa, who rushed for 110 yards against New Mexico State, is looking forward to seeing the ground game take off. I think we'll be a lot more balanced this year, for sure. I mean, we're obviously not going to be uh, in the air like we were last year, but you know, we're still going to be dropping them balls down there, and uh, it's going to it's going to be it's going to be a good year. Nevada off to a one and zero start with Texas State lined up Saturday. The Wolfpack picked to finish fourth in the preseason poll, so in fifth place, it's their Silver State rivals. UNLV. 2021 was a trying year for Marcus Arroyo and the UNLV Rebels, going just 2-10 overall, but there are reasons for optimism. Six of their losses were one-score games last year, and that included a 2-2 two two finish to the season. If you watched our teams compete and you watched our guys play for each other, uh, I think it was very evident to see that when you're in six games in this conference with the teams we played um, in the final two minutes in one-score games, if those had flipped the other way and we sit here going, hey, you're 8-4, and four, I think... Uh, the, our team wouldn't have looked like they played different. One or two plays here and there flipped the game versus teams that won 10 games. I mean, there's four teams in this conference won 10 games, and that's why we've got the Bull Cup, and this is the best G5 in the country.
UNLV looked great in their opener, though, hanging 52 points on Idaho State. Doug Brumfield started and threw for 356 yards, and Michigan State transfer Ricky White caught eight passes for 182 yards and two scores. It certainly looked like that 2-2 two and two finish from last year did, in fact, carry over. And finally in the West Division, it's... Hawaii. In order to find a brighter future, Hawaii brought back a gem from their past. Timmy Chang takes over as the new head coach of the Rainbow Warriors, the legendary Hawaii quarterback who once held the NCAA passing record. Chang talked about helping Hawaii football find itself again after a tumultuous end of the Todd Graham era and his memories of being a part of some of the program's finest moments when he played quarterback for June Jones in the early 2000s. What we're trying to do then, what I'm trying to do is, is, is involve the community, involve the state, and, and, and because we are the only show in town, you know, everybody is so proud and, and they, they want to know that their team's going to do well. And when, it, and when it's firing and it's, and it's good, you know, the state's upbeat. You know, mm. I've seen it. It's, it really made me stay home because I've seen it live. And, you know, I, I, remember, I remember that program being 0-18 my senior year in high school and, uh, and June coming in and, and, and turning that thing around to one of the greatest turnarounds in, in history of, of college football to 9-4, and four, share of the WAC title. And so I remember that, and, and I, lean on the, I lean on those memories. I lean on my experiences um, and, and, and involving the state, and, and I think that's what's so that's been so great these last six months is just building the, the groundswell of, of, of support from the community, from the state that people want us to do well. And so uh, it, it gives those guys a sense of pride of what they're playing for. You know, when they, when they, when they make a tackle, when they make a block, when they catch the ball, you know, it's, it's for the state. And so, you know, I remind those guys what we're doing it for. Braden Shager and Joey Yellen both saw time at quarterback in the Week 0 loss to Vanderbilt last Saturday. And like the entire Hawaii team, they both have room for improvement. Hawaii picked to finish 6th in the West. They'll host Western Kentucky Saturday night. We'll preview the entire Week 1 schedule next after this from your local station. This is Timmy Chang, head coach of the University of Hawaii football team. We'll be back with more of this week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. You're first and goal at the 10-yard line with seconds left on the clock. Your running back is poised for the game-winning touchdown, but before you can make the snap, the opposing team just takes the ball and locks it in a safe, and they won't give you the combination unless you pay them $10,000. That's exactly how ransomware works. And in 2021, two out of every three organizations fell victim to ransomware attacks. Protect your business with Les Olson Security Suite from Les Olson IT. Learn more at lesolson.com. Summer is cruising by way too fast. It's already back to school time. Soon you're going to start experiencing many special places and events that you won't forget, such as your first slide down Old Main Hill, attending Aggie football and basketball games, or a wild party at the Howe, and your first kiss on the Aggie Bowl. That might just lead to that extra special moment at Jarek's Fine Jewelry, Cash Valley's engagement ring store, where it's all about the romance. Just look for the bright green cars at 930 North Main Street. The people have spoken. Steel-coated epoxy floors of Cache Valley has been voted gold medal winner for 2022 Best of Northern Utah for the second year in a row. Known for their extremely durable floor coating systems, they can completely transform your concrete. Garages and shops, porches and patios, they coat it all. With over 25 years of operation, Steel-coated epoxy floors is Cache Valley's premier coating professionals. Contact Steel-coated floors of Cache Valley today. Find them online at steelcoatedfloors.com. 
This, keep it on the down low here, is the Dan Patrick Show. Debo Samuel, there's nobody like Debo Samuel in the NFL. You know, if I'm Seattle, I would try to create a Debo Samuel 2.0 with DK Metcalf. I would get him incorporated in the offense a little bit more, not just as somebody catching passes, but line him up in the backfield. Let him do what Debo does. Dan Patrick. The Dan Patrick Show. Weekday mornings from 7 to 10 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Your station for the Utah Jazz, Skyview Bobcats, and the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. This is Troy Calhoun, head coach of the Air Force Academy. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. In the national polls, five Mountain West teams received votes in both the AP and the coaches' polls, those five schools being Fresno State, Boise State, Air Force, San Diego State, and Utah State. That's the largest number of Mountain West teams receiving votes in preseason polls since 2004. We get week one going on Thursday night of the Mountain West as Fresno State hosts Cal Poly at 7.30 Pacific on FS1. Fresno State quarterback Jake Hayner, your Mountain West preseason offensive player of the year, has thrown at least one touchdown pass in 19 consecutive games. That's the fourth longest stretch in conference history. Derek Carr, Carson Strong, and Andy Dalton, the three names ahead of Hayner on that list. Also at 7.30 Pacific, it's Portland State at San Jose State on the Mountain West Network and NBC Sports Bay Area. Nine games Saturday, kicking off at 10 a.m. Mountain Time with Colorado State heading into Ann Arbor, Michigan to face the 8th-ranked Wolverines at the Big House. It'll be the Colorado State debut of new head coach Jay Norvell with a chance to pull the upset against Jim Harbaugh and the defending Big Ten champs. At 11 a.m. Mountain, Air Force opens up year number 16 of Troy Calhoun's tenure at the Academy with Northern Iowa at Falcon Stadium. That game on Altitude Television and the Mountain West Network. The Falcons are coming off of a 10-win season with the nation's top rushing offense a year ago. San Diego State opens up with Arizona at 12.30 Pacific on CBS. It's the first Aztec game ever at brand new Snapdragon Stadium. Dating back to 2019, the Mountain West has won 15 games against Pac-12 opponents. Wyoming looks to bounce back and get their first win of the season Saturday at 1.30 Mountain Time against Tulsa at War Memorial Stadium in Laramie. Nevada looks to keep it rolling, going for win number two on the year against Texas State in Reno at 2.30 Pacific on Nevada Sportsnet and the Mountain West Network. The biggest underdog of week one in the Mountain West are the defending champs in Utah State. They'll look to shock the college football world at number one Alabama at 5.30 Mountain Time on the SEC Network. The Aggies will be putting their seven-game road win streak on the line against the Crimson Tide in Tuscaloosa. New Mexico opens with Maine on the Mountain West Network and My 50 at 6 p.m. Mountain to kick off year three in the Danny Gonzalez era in Albuquerque. Mountain Division favorites Boise State head to Corvallis to take on the Beavers of Oregon State at 8.30 Mountain Time on ESPN. The Broncos have beaten Oregon State in three of their last four meetings. And we'll wrap it up around the conference late night with Timmy Chang's Hawaii Rainbow Warriors taking on Western Kentucky with a kickoff at 6 p.m. in Honolulu. That's 9 p.m. on the West Coast and 10 in the Mountain Time Zone. That game is on Spectrum and the Team One Sports app. And that'll do it for the week one edition of This Week in the Mountain West. Be sure to follow the Mountain West on all social media channels, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, for all the latest news, scores, standing, and highlights. Plus, you can always keep up with everything and get the latest content for the Mountain West Network at vmw.com. I'm your host, Matt Neverett. Thank you so much for listening, and enjoy week one of the college football season around the Mountain West Conference. This is Craig Thompson, Commissioner of the Mountain West. We'll talk to you next week right here on This Week in the Mountain West.
The home for Sports Talk Radio, KLGN Logan, 1069 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan.